tears. A chiral allergy. So you have dooms like me. planning on doing this is we're going to talk about death stranding one episode at a time i guess like to clarify before we start like i finished it and you're on chapter like we're playing through basically in the order that you you're doing it so you've beaten chapter one exactly yeah whereas i'm i'm at the end so we have slightly different perspectives on it okay so richie what am i looking at right now in Brutus mug? No. No. Your notes? In my hands. No, what's in my hands? An outline? No. <laughs> what is this, Richie? <laughs> Are you clapping? <laughs> what? No. I'm opening and closing the case for Death Stranding. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. My apologies. I should have known. Okay. I'm looking at the cover of Death Stranding because Hang I wanted on, to see something. Get the cover as well. Okay, okay, excellent. Okay. So, as you can see, the image on the cover is very detailed and very realistic looking. You can see like the wrinkles under his eyes and like yep. his eyebrows and stuff, like his mustache. He seems to have some gray mustaches, but no gray hair. I can see like a couple of pimples, some dark circles under his eyes. His eyes are a little red too. So it's really cool. I really like this cover. Well, let me ask you, did it make you think of anything else when you saw it? Well, the cover. Mm-hmm. Um, if I didn't know anything about Death Stranding and I saw this cover, I would assume it was like a survival horror game, which it kind of is in, in some ways. but. Um, in others isn't. Mm-hmm. It made me think oh, yeah. a little of this. Yeah. yeah. Um, why? Well, can you describe what I just posted to you? You sent me the cover of Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. Yeah, because Indiana Jones is also, like, looking, you know? So similar. <laughs> well, okay, there's a face in both of them. Yeah, yeah, but it's like a similar face where they're like looking off screen, you know, like, oh, what is that? I don't know, it's a mystery. Well, the cover of Temple of Doom makes it look like the sacrifice is happening on his shoulder. And he's looking at it like, God, how'd that get there? (laughs) Oh my God. And look, on Sam Porter's shoulder, there's this thing. And he's like, how'd that get here? (laughs) Do you want to talk about the game now? I told you I have comprehensive notes. You didn't tell me the notes included the cover. Oh, my God. Well, did you ask? Did you ask me? You know, that's the thing, Reggie. You don't ask. So, yes, the notes included the cover. Another thing it made me think of is this. (laughs) Can you tell us what I just pasted to you? I'm about to leave. (laughs) (laughs) It's It's the poster for True Lies, which is just, it's a face that's looking. Look, look, it's the same thing, you don't think? (laughs) Also, I really like True Lies. It's like one of my favorite movies. Okay. (laughs) 
which we talked about the cover. The inside is pretty neat too. There's like a Bridges logo and a Bridges baby. And then on the back, there's also stuff. And if you read the back, you will learn that this is a strand game. Strand game means the asynchronous online from Dark Souls, but there's more of it. So this is a Souls-like? Honestly, that was the best part of it for me. That's cool. Okay. So the opening of Death Stranding is a beach, and it's gray, and it says Death Stranding. Yep. (laughs) Are you laughing? Richie, I feel like you're not taking this seriously. You just sent me the cover of True Lies and said they looked the same because it's a man looking, all right? Okay. So I gotta, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you some lore right off the bat. Yeah. So you know when it says Death Stranding? If you read the letters near the strands, it says Eat Standing. Did you know that? Well, good. You know what? So it's not a strand game. It's a snack covenant game. You know, I was worried that this wasn't going to be very long, but (laughs) I predict you're going to drag these out for a fucking eternity. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just trying to be like, what do you call it? Like, um, thorough. I understand. You know? Okay. Thank you, Richie. Thank you for understanding. Okay. So, when the game starts off, there are several difficulties. I feel like Rich is going to kill me, but those are my notes, yeah. okay? I have to follow them. Otherwise, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> so, there is very easy, easy, normal, and hard. Okay, question. Yes. Can you explain what difficulty level is easy? Yes. Easy is recommended. Is it easy? <laughs> no, easy is recommended for those who find action games difficult. You get to enjoy yep. the story and experience. Yep. And only modestly challenging gameplay. Yeah. So, for reference, I streamed this through on easy to basically make it end uh, in a way that I wasn't stuck for ages because that can be annoying to watch. Why didn't you try very easy? Because I wanted there to be some, like, challenge in it okay so yeah i i for reference i streamed the whole thing from beginning to end blind on easy and it took about 40 hours okay yeah so the interesting thing is after you pick the difficulty um there's Mm -hmm. like a loading screen that appears and it's a picture of a crab but it also looks like a weird hand with deformed fingers it's very deep and it's just The first, like, loading screen. That's what the beach is, is symbolizing. It's very deep. You look at the ocean, you're like, Death Stranding is as deep as that. Her name is Bridget because she builds bridges. Thank you, Richie. So you can also adjust your screen brightness, but then... Oh, my God! <laughs> this is like... Can we start it off with, I'm going to do chapter one, and I said, are you going to do the prologue? And you're like, oh, I don't know about the prologue. We're not even at the prologue. You're talking about screen brightness settings. Like, can can we, I think we should probably skip to the actual game. No, but also you just confused people because that part is not going to be in the podcast because we had to restart it. Remember? 
Uh, do we have to restart it again now? Well, maybe with that attitude we'll have to, but no, because Rich, I was getting, I was going somewhere with this. Okay, okay. Okay, so after the brightness, it asks you your birthday, right? Yep. And you're like, why you need my birthday? And then you enter it, and it yeah. tells you that higher level of Doom's abilities have been observed in those born under constellations such as Cancer, Pisces, um, I don't know how to pronounce these, so you're going to have to. Satis, Delphinus, and Gygus. My dooms is shit. <laughs> so we're both born under the Aries constellation. Yes. That's why we're so compatible. Oh. There is another feature of the birthday thing. Yeah? Yeah. And we find it out later, or? Well... No, it's just like, like I, I figured what this was going to do because he does the same thing in Metal Gear Solid 2, where it's just like enter your birthday and then if you play it on your birthday, you get a birthday message. Oh, that's so sweet. That's very cute. Okay, my birthday isn't for a while, but I'll try to play it. Then. You, might, you might still be playing it by then. <laughs> oh, damn. Shade. No, I'm saying you might, because, I mean, it's not shade. Like, you, you're on chapter one. Oh, my God, wait. Richie, our birthday is in, like, March, April? Yeah. Oh, no, that's, like, three months after the new year. Oh, Jesus, yeah. that is soon. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, time flies. Yeah, Mads Mickelson might give you some flowers. You don't know. Oh, that would be the best. I saw him in Hannibal, and he was really good. And then you know where I saw him? Uh, I don't know. You know, you know. Valhalla Rising. Richie, look at me. Okay. What movies do I watch repeatedly and then tell you about it? The MCU. Mm-hmm. Is he in that? Oh, no, yeah, he's in Doctor Strange, isn't he? Doctor Strange, yeah! Yeah, 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 no, I, I just remembered then, yeah, he's yeah. in that. Yeah, he did a very yeah. good job. It was very funny. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so after this, the new Kojima logo appears. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jesus, Richie, what the F? <laughs> For once in my life, I'm making your life easier because I'm doing the notes and I'm talking and you're like... <laughs> <laughs> So, what do you think the logo represents? Didn't he explain what it represents? Can you tell us what he explained? No, I can't remember what he explained, <laughs> but it's like, it's a character called Ludens, which means game. And I think it's meant to be like, he's an astronaut on the frontiers of, I don't know, human thought or something. Is it Yuri Gagarin? I think by definition it would have to be. Although in the Metal Gear Solid universe, it's the boss. The boss was the first person in space, and then Gagarin was the second. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I learned something today. Yeah. Okay. 18 minutes. <laughs> and then after that, there is a message that appears. <laughs> that... <laughs> You know, like, when, when people review movies, they don't explain the trailers they saw beforehand and, like, the studio logo. 
Well, this is a very deep game, so we gotta like we gotta pay attention to details. So it says the rope along with the stick are two of mankind's oldest tools. The stick to keep the bad away. The rope used to bring the good toward us. They were our yep. first friends of our own invention. Yeah. Wherever there were people, there were the rope and the stick. Mm-hmm. And it's from Kobo Abe's Nawa. Yeah. Have you read that? No. I read up on it in preparation for this, but I didn't write it down and I forgot. So you wait, you you wrote down the brightness setting, but you didn't write down the source of the quote that it opens with. Yes. <laughs> Do you remember that like we talked about this before though? Cause you when you wanted to do like Death Stranding trailer discussion. Yeah. I I talked about like there was an interview where Kojima mentioned the, the rope and stick thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and how did. to him to him most games were sticks and he wanted to make a game that was a rope. Good catch, Richie. Good good one. Okay. Thank you, Richie. Okay, so now the game actually starts. Are you hyped? So it starts with a narration where Sam talks about four explosions. Uh, the first ex- um, well, let's see. What I have here is the first explosion was a bang that gave birth to time and space. Oh, yeah. Okay. He's not talking about the extinctions. Second was a bang that set a planet spinning in that space. Third was a bang that gave rise to life as we know it. And then came the next explosion. Yeah. So I guess the next explosion is the one that causes all the trouble in Death Stranding. The Great Extinction Debacle. <laughs> the Great Extinction Debacle? What's that? Are you just when you're like all the trouble. Thank you, Richard. In the beginning, we see, like, credits and pictures of mountains and mold and, like, an upside-down rainbow. And, like, it's very, yeah. very pretty, I thought. What did you think? Yeah, it, it's visually very beautiful. Yeah. And I one thing that's going to recur throughout our discussion is that I think it articulates its themes significantly better just through, like, world design and gameplay than it does through people talking about them. Yeah, it, like, made me think of, like, a really high-budget movie or something. You know, that type of intro? Well, it looks like it looks like they filmed it on location in Iceland. Uh-huh. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, snap. And also, I really like uh, the music they picked. Like, it seems to fit with the setting, where the setting is beautiful, but kind of, like, you know, depressing or something. Yeah, yeah. And also, we see, like... Um, Sam riding a bike in like a very rocky, whatever mountainy, I guess, place. Yeah, and that's also really cool. That that also makes me think very like I don't know, action movie or something, sci-fi movie, and I, I really like that. Yeah. Okay, I have a note here that I don't remember writing. Mm-hmm. 
The whole thing looks very high budget and pleasant to the eye. I just watched Hellboy 2019 yesterday, and it was very unpleasant to the eye. So this intro is already more pleasant than the entirety of Hellboy 2019. I'd rather watch this intro on repeat for two hours than have to watch Hellboy 2019 again. <laughs> well, we're going to have to talk about Hellboy at some point, huh? Did this remind you a little of Roadside Picnic? Because oh. the areas in between the cities are kind of like the zone. You know what? I didn't think about it, but now that you say yeah. it, yeah. Yeah. Visually, what it made me think of right away was Prometheus. Yeah, that, that's what I was thinking too. That's where the Iceland thing came from. Because I thought this looks a lot like the opening of Prometheus, <laughs> which was shot in Iceland. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, thank you, Richie. So we see Sam, and then he stops his bike, and there's like a bunch yeah. of birds behind him and the upside-down rainbow. Um, mm -hmm. And there's like dark clouds around, so you know it's going to start raining. Yeah. And um, so an interesting thing happens, and I really thought that was like a cute detail. You see like a drop fall on Sam's hair. And yeah. that makes like that section of Sam's hair gray. And it's like, so even if you didn't like watch any trailers or previews or whatever of Death Stranding, you'd be like, oh my God, that rain makes him age. Like, I thought that was like a really, really cute detail. Isn't Sam immune to time fall though? Well, I don't know. Because I thought he was supposed to be. Well, I don't think so, because here it turned his hair gray. Yeah. And, like, later when he reaches out to take the photograph, I think it leaves a mark on his hand. Right. I mean, I didn't play further than chapter one, so maybe he's, like, not as um, reactive to Timefall as other people. I remember, like, them saying, like, the reason they're using Sam is because he has some factor that makes... I can't remember if, if it's that he's immune to Timefall or that he can sense the BTs or it's both or neither. He can definitely sense BTs. Well, in this chapter yeah. specifically, later, he's asked to escort um, Igor on a mission because he can sense BTs. Okay. Um Okay. So then, also, this makes me anxious every time. So there's time fall, right? And he covers yeah. his head with like a hoodie, not a, I guess a hoodie, or like um, what do you call that? It's a hood, yeah. It's, it's a hood, yes, but it's not covering his face. Yeah, I was having this discussion with Neo Lucky. Yeah, where it's like, why do they not just go? Like, surely standard operating procedure should involve them wearing just like a full body suit if the time fall is that dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. Death Stranding wiki. Yeah. Okay. Sam is a unique case and isn't affected by time fall. But then, why does his hair gray in the beginning? It might be that it grays for a little bit and then it comes back again, like it's only temporary. Yeah, every everything I'm seeing says that Sam is immune to time fall. Okay. All right, cool. Okay. Okay, we figured that out. Thank you, Ritchie. All right. <clears throat> um, but yeah, maybe that's why he doesn't care. That's why he has a useless hood. It's like, whatever. But the other people also don't, like, 
they just wear a, they just wear a raincoat. Uh, that's right. Yeah. I feel like Queen needs to be part of the team that designed this outfit in their universe. Because even like beekeepers have a thing, you know, on their face. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure like timefall is more dangerous than bees. So anyway, he keeps riding off and there's like we see an invisible monster approaching type deal. And um I think around that time we also see like birds falling from the sky and like aging. And that's like really, really creepy and I really appreciated that. Yeah, it looks like it's like time lapse footage of a corpse decay. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. 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 It kinda makes me sad that I actually followed the game before playing it. Cause like you kinda know what's happening and I that's why I prefer to like go into games blind whether whether it's games movies cartoons yeah. series yeah because otherwise i feel like eh, it's like you know too much you know a little bit of mystery is gone yeah so then um anyway so to run away from the monster i guess uh sam has to like jump over a cliff on his bike right yeah but i don't know if you noticed that before that he looks in the distance and there are like two deers that are trying to jump over that cliff and one yeah. of them doesn't make it, Richie. Mm. And later you can find that deer down the road. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, I know. I do remember it now. I thought that was like a, an interesting detail. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And something really interesting happens uh, here too. So Sam, he like jumps over the, the cliff, right? And then... He hits a lady with his bike. And I was like, when I... It was the first big laugh, yeah. <laughs> what? Laugh? What? Yeah, it's burst. It was, it was like slapstick comedy. He's just driving and then just splats into this woman. It's like, oh. Oh my god, really? I was anxious. I was like, oh my god, did we just... Is this a hit and run? Did we kill someone? It was... I was... I was... No. Oh my god, I was nervous. Look, she's fragile, but not that fragile. <laughs> I was nervous because I thought we killed someone. And then, like, you know, once, I think right off, yeah, and after that, his bike falls over the second cliff, and he's like, damn. And so this is where you can control him. And so, like, I was, like, looking around for the lady, and I'm like, oh, my God, where is she? Like, is she okay? Can we help her? And you can't find her, right? It's very, like, anxiety-inducing. So this is where you take control of Sam. And... The first thing I did, because, again, I read some of the interviews, I jumped off a cliff to see if he dies or not. Good. What happened? Well, he didn't die. He went into what's called um, a seam. Yep. And uh, basically, it's like this underwater place, but there's also a text that appears that explains that Sam is a repatriate. Repatriate. Repatriate, yeah. meaning that he can return to life from the place known as the seam when killed. Yeah. In the seam, follow the strand to guide Sam's soul to his body to bring him back, which was yep. really neat. And um, yeah, like you could see Sam's body under the water, and there was like a golden, um, like a golden strand coming out of it, and you could either navigate yeah. to it or you could like autopilot to it. Yeah. And then, because a strand is something that connects people. <laughs> yes. But when he's on his own, he is stranded. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Richie. 
<laughs> but then, so once you resurrect, there's a cool little animation. Could you describe it, Richie? I can't remember because I barely died in this. He just, is it just him going, put, oh no, it's, the camera goes down your throat and there's a baby inside. And the baby gives you a little thumbs up. Well, no, in this one, it's not a baby. It's like a, it's like a doll. Oh, okay. Well, I, I didn't die until after I got the baby, so. Really? Oh, that's actually really interesting because you see the doll later on. And I guess that happens when you don't have BB. Because there's a part later on where you, you're disconnected from BB and you die in a cutscene. Mm-hmm. And they show you that doll and it's meant to be a big reveal. But I guess if you die before getting BB, you also get. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Okay. You, yeah. you, um, you show, you like. Yeah, you found like it's like I guess it's like an Easter egg because you're not meant to die at that point. Well, how are you not gonna die at that point? There's a cliff. But you don't have to jump over it though. But how can you resist when you're like, oh my god, they say he doesn't die. Let me test it out. Like I, I would, I would assume this would be everybody's natural reaction to jump off a cliff. I'm a little worried about you. Imagine if you had a peanut allergy. (laughs) You'd just be (laughs) wolfing down bags of them in-game. Look at this! (laughs) Who would ever do that? No, you wouldn't turn down. No one would ever do that in in real life. (laughs) Thank you, Richard. The most recent thing was that uh, I wanted to make the sauce. I, can we just go on with Death Stranding? It's been okay. half an hour and we're at like 30 seconds into the intro. Okay, okay. Okay, so we're alive again at the same spot. I'm pretty sure that where you died, like, strands were created in that place. Yeah. Yeah? Okay, that's cool. I think so, yeah. So, Richie, since we're on the topic of the seam... Can you tell us a little more about what the seam is? Well, oh, wait. I, I think. Oh, wait, sorry. Do we find out about it in chapter one? What it actually is? Well, I, I don't know because you first thing you did was jump off a cliff, so you got this in slightly different order than most okay. people. Okay. Okay. Well, then let's not talk about it just yet. Maybe we'll talk about it in chapter two. It's okay. It's okay. We'll talk about it when we talk about it. We'll cross that bridge once we get there. Yeah, the bridge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. Yeah. Another thing that I noticed is that when you're resurrected, um, when you're resurrected, you vomit, and you vomit yeah. like oil and water bears, but then the water bears float in the sky, but also you can catch yeah. them and eat them. Yeah. And they're called cryptobites in the game. And when you eat them, the little text tells you cryptobite consumed, blood levels restored. Yep, because your blood is your hit points. Oh. Hmm. So cryptobites are like Estus flasks? Well, the Estus flask would be when you you can buy blood bags that you equip to Sam's suit and those automatically heal him when he's damaged. The cryptobites are, the blood bag restores all of your health. Cryptobites restore a small amount, but they're connected to the online system. Okay. So, yeah, I, I guess I don't know what order you want to talk about. I guess we'll talk about magic piss when we get to the 
the next city, but like cryptobytes, yeah, yeah, are part of the magic piss system in a (laughs) way that I think is very interesting. Okay, excellent, thank you. Um, so I have here a thing that says random things I noticed. So there's an animation like in Donkey Kong Country One and Two when you stand too close to the cliff, you go whoa. Yep, happens in Sonic the Hedgehog as well. Really? Yeah. Also, the ground is actually slippery in certain places, and you can like glide, and you can like fall. Yeah, the, and I thought that's like that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, they they make a big deal out of different parts of terrain being slippery, and you equip gloves and boots that affect how much you can grab on and how much traction you have, and the, both those things wear down. Hmm. Yeah. So, like they they put they made just traversal into the gameplay like this is this is not like you just point somewhere and then move in that direction you actually have to start considering like terrain elevation you have to consider like slipperiness you have to consider like um the angles you can climb up things like that um also you have to consider things like balance and how fast you're moving and that that really becomes the game it just becomes about traversal Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Thank you, Richie. So basically, Sam finds this cave to wait out the time fall, yeah. and a cutscene starts, and that's the cutscene we've seen in the trailers. Yep. And this is where he accidentally drops a picture, and he tries to pick it up, but then time fall falls on his hand. Yeah, the rain is washing the past away. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then another drop falls on one of the people in the picture. Yep. So you can't tell who it is. So that's like again a little mystery there. Well, it's cool. it's Sam. The post the picture is Sam posing with a woman who is pregnant, and then the time yeah. ball drop falls on the woman's face and it disappears. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. At that point, it's sort of. I think it's pretty clear what's going on. No, no, you don't know. All right. Okay. Well, I mean, like theoretically, that woman could be like. You know, his, like, spouse, or maybe it's, like, his sister, or a friend, well, it's, it's or, like... both of them together, and it says, be stranded with love, and she's pregnant. So I, I think it's... <laughs> no, 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 but in that... I don't think you, you see be stranded with love yet in that scene. I think you only see it later when he meets okay, his mom. Okay, you see it later in this chapter. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, but I'm just saying, in this moment, it could, like... You don't know. Okay. <laughs> um, and yeah, and so this is when, like, also Sam gets, like, I think a tear and, like, a rash and goosebumps. And that that's basically, that's basically what happens when, you know what, maybe you'd be better in explaining that. Okay, Sam has a factor called Dooms. I forget what Dooms stands for, but it's written in all capitals. It may not stand for anything. And um, because (laughs) he has Dooms, it means that if BTs are near or Timefall is near, he can sense it. And He can sense Timefall? Yeah, he can sense Timefall and he can sense BTs approaching. That's why he works as a courier, because he... The BTs can't, like, sneak up on him. He knows when they're coming. 
And what about like the vapor that comes out when he breathes? Is that part of it? I think that's just his breath. But like they do make a big deal out of Sam's bodily fluids being magical later on. So he might have magic breath. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Richie. Um, and so a cool thing that happens here is like the monster is nearby, right? But we don't see it. All we see is like these footprints appearing on the ground or wherever and like filling up with like liquid. Are they handprints? They make a huge point out of hands, like, throughout the whole game. But, I mean, I was using footprints as okay. a general prince thing. Some prints are left on the ground, and I found that really cool. Um. Anyway, and this is where he also meets uh, a girl named Fragile. Yep. And, uh, like, both of them can sense monsters and whatever. They have to stay quiet so that the monster doesn't notice them. And then the monster yep. leaves. And uh, basically, the next thing they show is like the scene where Fragile and Sam are looking out the cave and they see like uh, these five, I guess, figures in the sky. Yeah. And that's pretty mysterious because we don't know what is that. I don't know. Pretty mysterious. And then it says Prologue Porter. Hmm. So does it mean that was the prologue or is the prologue starting now? It means the prologue starting now. So that was the pre-prologue. So here we find out a few things about uh, yep. the woman that Sam meets. Her name is Fragile. She also has a similar thing like him. Yeah, she has dooms. Yeah, she has dooms. And she can. I think yep. she can see BTs as opposed to just sensing them. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Dif different people have different levels of dooms. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she also mentions that, like, most of her body, like, except her face, was submerged in timefall. Well, we, we find out later on exactly what happened. Okay. But basically, yeah, she, she's wearing a, like, suit that covers her whole body except her face. Mm-hmm. And there's a point where she removes one of her gloves and you can see that underneath that her hands have, like, deteriorated. They're all, like, melted and scarred from the time fall. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she says she basically doesn't have much time left because the time fall's taken. Like, she's basically almost dead because of the time fall. That's sad. Interestingly, she is the opposite of Quiet from Metal Gear Solid Five. How so? Because Quiet in Metal Gear Solid Five was like the female lead in that, and she 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 copped a fair amount of criticism because her gimmick was that she she breathes through her skin, so if she wears clothes, she will die. Right. So she has yeah. to wear a bikini top everywhere. <laughs> People were yeah. unhappy with this, so I feel like um, Fragile might be a reaction to that, where he said, "Okay, it's the reverse gimmick, and she has to stay covered all the time." Oh, interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. And also, uh, she's wearing a jacket that says, like, I think Fragile Express on it. I think it just says Fragile. Oh, yeah, it says Fragile Express, yeah. Her name is Fragile, and the company is Fragile Express. She asks Sam to come work for her, and he's like, no, yeah. delivery guy. Sorry. Yep. I guess that means she's her own boss. It's pretty neat. It makes you wonder what's 
what do they deliver? Will you find out later on? I like it. I like when there are like little mysteries in a game. It's like makes you want to play more. So basically, both Fragile and Sam have dooms. He has the extinction factor, but Fragile has him beat. Sam can sense them, but not see them. We also find out that his level is two. Right. Do we find out more levels later? Um, you find out other characters who have dooms, but I don't. I don't know if they ever specify who is at what level. Okay. Another interesting thing is that um, Sam heard of Fragile before, and she heard of him too. Like, I think he explicitly says that he's heard about her, and then she calls him, like... Yeah. Sam Porter Bridges, the man who delivers. Yeah. So, like, I guess they're both pretty famous in the field. Um, so this makes me wonder, like, in this universe, do you just, like, pick your own name at some point? Well, no, Sam, Sam's name isn't Sam Bridges. He takes on the name Bridges because he works for Bridges. Okay. So presumably, like, Fragile might not be her, it's like a code name. Is it like, you know, back in the day or whatever, like, if you were, um... Like, um, I don't know, somebody who worked with metal or whatever, your name would be Smith. I think it's more like, like an army code name that oh. they're given. Because okay. you find, like, there's other characters with ridiculous names, and you find out later on that, like, they, those names were specifically chosen for a reason. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Thank you, Ruti. Um, so... Uh, basically, after they have this conversation, yep. Um, like Fragile shows off her like freaky umbrella and then disappears. Yep. And one thing I forgot. Yeah. So when the cave cutscene starts and Fragile is there, you're like, "Oh my god, that's the woman I hit on the bike. She's alive. She's okay." Yeah. And then she disappears, and it's like, so there's a little mystery, like, what's going on there? What's happening? So, I like that as well. I guess my best guess at this point would be that she, like, teleported? Fast-traveled somewhere? She she can teleport, yeah. I feel like the freaky umbrella has something to do with it, because, like, why would anyone have that? It's a combination of the freaky umbrella and, like, it's it's to do with her level of dooms, basically. Cool. Okay. Excellent. So another thing, okay, I want to ask you something. You know, sometimes you see strands yeah. go up into the sky. So is it only like people with dooms that can see those strands or everybody? I think it must just be people with strands because the the, strand? stra- the people with dooms because okay. the strands are like part of the BTEE okay. thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, we actually talked uh, a bunch about like Fragile and Sam in the past and about her getup and how it looks like that magnetic thing um, when we analyze the trailers. So anyway, um, Sam goes on his way because he actually has a package to deliver. And this is really interesting because yeah. as you start walking, there's like a background music that starts playing and it does feel like a movie, you know? And I thought that was really neat. Mm. What? What? 
Why? I'm just remembering the ending. <laughs> okay. No, I really like it because, as you know, I listen to a lot of copyright-free music, and sometimes, and <laughs> what, what, what? Well, this it was causing issues for people streaming it because a lot of like the music in that is just licensed music. It's like yeah. basically Hideo Kojima's Spotify playlist, and as a result of that, like people were getting their streams muted and copyright claimed because of the music that was playing at certain points. I think Twitch was muting them, but we were on YouTube. Okay, yeah. yeah. But yeah, as I was saying, I listen to a lot of copyright-free music, and that's how I get my, like, lore ideas for solo lore. So I really appreciated, like, <laughs> the music There's here. a copyright-free track called Ludwig Killed Maria. And you're like, that's it. <laughs> what a bully. <laughs> Thank you, Richie. Oh, it actually reminded me of another song. Have you? You startled me. It's going to be a long evening, so I'm just pouring out something. <laughs> you never played Skull Monkeys, have you? Um, no, but you you keep talking about it. Yeah, because at some point there's like this very gentle song. Um, when you go into like a secret room, I thought like that song could totally fit into Death Stranding. Okay. And so Sam delivers his first packet and it's to a lady called Mama. Yep. Yeah. This is funny because at work we give each other nicknames and uh, my nickname is Mama Racha. And, um, right. Not Sinclair Canada Snack. <laughs> no. But uh, my coworker that uh, used to work with us, we're still in touch. Her name was uh, Mama China. And then right. my other coworker who's still there, she's Mama Italy. And then um, you get the How idea. How much of this is going to end up on Patreon? I don't know. We're an hour into it and we just got to the start of the prologue. I have a lot of notes. I told you I took notes. It's comprehensive notes. So anyway, um, so we deliver our package to Mama, and she's like, "You're late," and you're like, "I know, I'm sorry." And she's like, "Okay, but the car goes okay, so it's okay." And you're like, "Okay, bye." And she's like, "Bye." So it's cool. And then <laughs> we just went through like an hour of every single frame, and you're like, "So you delivered the package?" And she's like, "Okay, cool, bye." <laughs> <laughs> Do you have something to add? <laughs> Did you write down what was in the package? What was in the package? I don't remember. I don't remember. I thought you would have written it down because you've written everything else down. Was it like some medicine or something? It's probably medicine. <laughs> there we go. Mystery solved. And oh, I forgot this, but from time to time you'd see like a thing pop on screen that would be like something something Hideo Kojima was he involved in this <laughs> yes he was okay thank you Richie um so then there's like a special message that appears like on screen I guess or whatever on hologram and like this adorable vehicle comes to pick up Sam 
And it's so cute. I love it. Like, I imagine Reborn driving it. It's so cute. Yeah, the, the mecha design is very, very good in Death Stranding. It's um, Yoshi Shinkawa again. And um, all the technology designs yeah. are, like, really top-notch, and I wish there were more of them. Also, okay, okay, the delivery was something called smart drugs. Okay, I don't know what smart drugs are. Okay. I guess they cure bimbofication. <laughs> Thank you, Richie. Um, so basically, uh, there are, like, these two people who come to see you. Well, actually, one person is driving and the other one, like, comes to see you. And the other person's name is Igor. And uh, Igor is there with a special request. So they're asking uh, Sam to help them get a dead body to an incinerator before the body goes into necro. And it's already in the first stage of necrosis. What does that mean? I don't know. So let's talk about it. Okay, so in in the nightmarish future of Death Stranding, okay, yeah. when someone dies, they start to turn into a BT, basically. The, the invisible hand monsters that are chasing you. And the only way to safely dispose of a corpse like that is to incinerate it. Because it's to do with the particles of what are called chiral matter in the body. So you have to incinerate the body in order to just get the chiral matter out of it. But the incinerators themselves have to be very, very far from the cities. Because if you burn the body too close to the city, the chiral matter just goes into the atmosphere above the city and the problem doesn't go away. So this this uh, person they talk about, it's someone who committed suicide in the city. And they start to worry that it might have been a deliberate attempt to like destroy the city by calling a BT from that person's corpse. Um, yeah, they start to worry that it's a deliberate act, um, a deliberate suicide, that that person knew they would become a BT and it's an attempt to destroy the city. So you and Igor and the unnamed driver have to go and dispose of the corpse, and they're specifically part of a group called the Corpse Disposal Team. Yeah. So there's a whole... Yeah, there's a whole uh, group of people whose like whole job it is just make sure there's no dead bodies around the city. And that's really cool. I found it's like spoopy but really interesting. And actually, now that you're saying it, it's reminding me of The Walking Dead. Like I didn't yeah. really watch it, but I had a friend who did, yeah. and apparently, when you die in The Walking Dead, you become a zombie automatically. I've never seen it. <laughs> That's what that's what I remember being told. So okay, yeah. Anyway, um. So yeah, and BT is basically like a general name for the weird oil monsters and stuff. Yeah, it, it means beached thing. Oh, and another thing, I I like that bit. There's um. Basically, we notice that Sam doesn't like to be like touched, and then Igor briefly mentions like. That, uh, oh, yeah, like, in your file, they do say you have some kind of phobia. And so, yeah. like, like you could miss it, but if you just, like, pay attention, you're like, hmm, I wonder what it means. And if you, like, Google don't like to be touched phobia, um, you'll, you'll yeah. have, like, articles and stuff coming up on, on what it is. So, Richie, can you tell us a bit about the phobia Sam has? Well, he's described as having a real phobia which is called FN Phosmophobia, and it is just a 
extreme negative reaction to being touched. So yeah, I thought it was really cool how like you can notice it, but also they subtly like insert it and mention it. And at this point, I was like, "Oh, it's cool!" Because like, if you don't pay attention, you could miss it. I've got it. news for you. Um, you. You're never going to miss anything in this game. <laughs> Thank you, Richie. <laughs> okay. So basically, um. Uh, Igor and uh, the unnamed driver and Sam are on their way to dispose of the body in their adorable truck. And then, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Igor is like, like, plugs in the baby. <laughs> like, what is that? What yeah. is happening? And then Igor is like, oh, this is like creepy. And Sam's like, uh, yeah, like, you are plugging into the other side. So it's like, ooh, what does that mean? Well, I'm glad, you know, that there's a, I think, 45-minute cutscene that just explains every detail of it. Okay. I don't think it's in the first chapter, is it? I don't remember what chapter is what. I know a little bit about the babies and stuff because we did watch that trailer. But again, like, it would have been so much more pleasant for me, like, if I didn't know anything because I'd be like, what the F? How is this happening? Well, okay, well, can, whose fault was that then? That you decided we had to record a whole lot of Death Stranding trailer-like reactions? I don't know. I just, I don't know. It wasn't me, because I was saying I didn't want to. <laughs> um, <sighs> so they're going to the incinerator, and Igor mentions something interesting. He talks about how the world was different when he was a kid. How America was a country and like anybody could go anywhere they wanted. Um, There were no need for couriers like Sam. They had highways, like they had airplanes. Yeah. They could even visit other countries. Yeah. This gives us a a hint at the timeline as well, because Igor remembers this from when he was a child. So the the whole Death Stranding uh, void out situation is like, it's within living memory. It's maybe like from between like 20 and 40 years ago. Yeah. 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 And Igor, he's maybe in like his 40s or so. Well, okay. This comes later on, but you, you can get a letter from Igor. Um, one of the emails that actually specifies Igor is younger than he looks because he operates in time for. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And, um, and then Igor's like, uh, Death Stranding poked us full of holes. If you were lucky enough to survive, the time fall came and washed you away. Okay, yeah, and we like we already know about the time fall, so it makes sense. But then he says, then those freaks from the beach showed up. The world of the living yeah. and the dead all mixed together. And that's when folks started holding up in the cities and careers yeah. like yourself got put on a pedestal. Yes. So again, that's interesting. Who are the freaks from the beach? Well, probably the horrible, like, hand monsters. Well, I mean... <laughs> I guess, yeah. Maybe it's, yeah. So they're on their way to the incinerator, and can you tell us what happens then? The body in the back of the truck begins to necrotize. Which means that you can... It, it starts to expel this black tar substance 
that becomes part of the game world later on in more detail, the idea of the black tar. And it also gets a golden mask starts forming on its face, which is also a, a gameplay um, aspect later on when you start fighting BTs. And that is like Sam tells them they got to hurry it up because the corpse is about to pop. And that is the cue for the BTs to start bearing down on the truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that specific, like, instance or incident cutscene was seen before because it was one of the trailers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although, although. Yeah. Um, during the part where the BTs are chasing you, you have the ability to look around in first person when you're in the truck. I thought that was very effective. As Because you can't actually do anything. You just know something is chasing you. So you start, like, scanning around looking for it, looking for little signs of and things i agree it was very like it was very scary because you couldn't do anything you're like okay where are they what's going on like it was yeah i agree it was very effective and also you look around you could see like a town nearby or whatever there's like ruins yeah well not ruins like an actual city or whatever well the city that they're leaving yeah, yeah, but you could yeah. still see, see it and yeah, still in yeah. your vicinity, and you're like, aren't aren't we supposed to be leaving the city? Couldn't we like go faster? I don't know. It just made me anxious. Being like, we're still here. How long till the incinerator? You know? Right. Basically, um, a few things happen. The body rolls off um, from the truck, and then, like you said, like the the skull appears on it, and then it gets like. It gets, like, eaten by the ground or whatever. Yeah, when the BTs appear, the ground turns to tar and starts sucking things underground. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very spooky. And also, in the scene, we notice that, like, Sam's blood interacts with, I don't know, BTs or something? Yeah, that's that's a key plot point that we'll get into later on. Okay. And, um... There are different kind of monsters around. Like, there are the ones who are, like, floating, the ones that are coming from the tar. There's, like, a giant one. And I guess all of them are called BTs? Yeah, it's a general term, just beached thing. Okay. Yeah. The guy who was driving gets uh, pinned on the the truck that crashed. But the horrible thing that gave me so much anxiety is, like, his face is exposed and time fall is falling and it's falling on his face. And you're like, oh, my God, somebody cover his face because oh, it was so bad. Well, yeah, you, you see him age very, very rapidly. Like, his hair grays, his skin starts wrinkling. Yeah, it's just... Yeah. And, well, uh, I mean, we'll get into the exact mechanic. There's a part, like in another chapter, I guess, where we'll talk about the exact mechanics of Timefall because mm-hmm. it's okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I think they said it fast forwards everything it touches. It, well, it it does, but it also like I'll. It's okay. We'll I'm talk not, about it yeah. next time. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then, uh, basically, the friend who was basically the guy who was pinned under the truck gets dragged away by the tar. Um, yeah. But. By the tar monsters, I guess. And um, that's when his partner, Igor, like, shoots him to kill him. Yeah, he tries to kill him to stop him being taken. Well, do you want to explain void outs then? Because this is, like, the whole point of what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Okay, explain void outs. Okay, if a BT, this is the whole point behind, like, the person killing themselves to become a BT. If a BT successfully, like, kills someone, pulls them underneath that tar. 
it it's like a matter and the way they explain it is it's like a ma- a matter antimatter reaction that like it's world the world of the living and the world of the dead collide with each other and it just explodes so the idea is you want to get rid of the bts because if a bt catches someone it it's like a bomb goes off so the person who they're disposing of was essentially they were a kind of suicide bomber where they shot themselves, or however they killed themselves inside of the city, so that a BT would appear from their corpse, and then that would grab someone, and then that would destroy the city. Mm-hmm. So Sam, because he is a repatriate, the the explosions don't kill him, but they will destroy everything around him. So that's 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 how the game like. You can't die, really, in Death Stranding. You always come back because he's got this repatriate thing. But it means that basically if you go off too close to something that's important or you go off and you've got fragile packages, then that's how you sort of screw up the mission because the explosion takes it all out. Yeah. 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 And so, yeah, Igor shoots his partner, I guess. But um, he gets grabbed and he tries to kill himself, but he doesn't succeed. Yeah. And so... Igor gets eaten by, like, a giant BT who has, like, hands for a head or whatever. And that causes a void out. Yeah. What I thought was kind of, I guess, endearing is that, like, as this whole thing is happening, Sam is sort of just standing there and he's not doing anything. Yeah. But the only thing he did do is, like, pick up the baby. The little yeah. baby in the cap. That was very sweet. Yeah. Well, okay, in in Sam's defense, BTs are attracted to movement. So I think he's trying not to alert the BTs by being as small as possible. No, no, but also, like, in this situation, what do you do? Like, you're kind of like, well, we're kind of screwed, I guess. Like, I don't know. I feel like there's not much anyone can do. Oh, but another thing we forgot to mention is during that cutscene, we saw another person uh, sort of float around briefly with a red baby. Um, well, he has a red pod. You don't see what's in it. Oh, we don't see? Okay. Okay, so a red pod. And uh, yeah, that's also another mystery. Like, yeah, you realize you that? didn't actually mention what the baby did. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Richie, tell us what the baby did. So the- <laughs> Igor gives Sam the baby. What the baby does is it's in a like an artificial womb capsule, which mm-hmm. when you you plug it into your suit and it interfaces with a flashing like um, radar thing. What it does is the baby acts as a means to detect the BTs approaching. Yeah, because it it's because it's got a connection to the other side, which is where the BTs are. It's able to mm-hmm. sense them, so. That's why yeah. you have a baby stuck to you. And there's, there's, I mean, I won't, this isn't like a spoiler, but there's parts of the game where you are separated from the baby. And Aww. you have to, and if you, you develop a, there's a series of mechanics that govern like the baby's health and Sam's relationship with the baby. And it's mm-hmm. possible to like, if you, if you like, um, yeah, I guess we'll talk about it now. Like if you get damaged or like Sam is hurt, you just lose blood like its health, but the baby can also become stressed. If you start falling over and, and like getting void outs and things, it can affect the baby. You then, if the baby is stressed, its performance lowers and it stops working as effectively. And also if you, 
if the baby is like the pod is damaged too much, the baby gets something called autotoxemia. And if that happens, the baby just shuts down. And you have to get the baby healed. Okay. Yeah. So there's a lot of mechanics that involve like your relationship with the baby. You can actually remove the baby from the, the suit and you can rock it to sleep and things like that. And that will make you have a stronger relationship. And the relationship you have with the baby affects like you get little scenes that we'll see later on um, that involve the baby. And those scenes are kind of contingent on your relationship with it. So if you're if you're very nice to the baby or very mean to the baby, you will get like different scenes in different orders. Oh wow! Why would you want to be mean to the baby? Because you're trying to finish the game as quickly as possible. No, oh my God, no, Richie. Um, okay. So basically, uh, thank you, Richie. So as we were saying, uh, Igor got eaten by a giant BT, and that created a void out. Yes. And so the next thing we see is Sam wakes up on a beach. I think that's the first Death Stranding trailer we saw, where he like wakes up on the beach and he's like naked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he also sees a baby, and then he hugs the baby, and then like he's sad, but then the baby like turns into the the um the, the oil. Oh no, that's no. later on. What? Oh, Jesus! <laughs> no, it turns into the oil and then it like crawls off, but like yeah. it's invisible and it only leaves oil marks behind. Yeah. But here again, I liked. I get. I guess it was. It was kind of subtle because you. Oh could my god! What? I was sitting here thinking she's not going to fucking say that subtle, is she? Like it's pretty <laughs> subtle. I mean, this, this is. I want to be clear. The least subtle <laughs> video game ever made. Okay, David Cage is watching this and just shaking his head like that's too much. Who's that? Detroit <laughs> become human. Oh, I, I didn't really play it. <laughs> Thank you, Richie. But I was saying, if you don't like pay attention, because we know that Sam has a phobia of being touched, but yet he hugs the baby. You know what I mean? Because if you read about it online, they say, like, it could arise uh, following some sort of trauma or something. And then you're like, okay, wait a minute. There's a pregnant lady on the picture, right? Yep. And, like, he hugs the baby without problem, and but he looks very sad. So maybe, like, that was his wife. And maybe, like, something happened to her and the baby. And yep. that caused Sal to, like, develop his phobia. I'm pretty sure that's that's exactly what happened. Like, it's not necessarily in your face if you're just playing it for the first time and not, like, paying attention, you know? (laughs) It's subtle if you aren't paying attention. Yeah. (laughs) Go on. (laughs) Okay, and then, um, yeah, so Sam is on this beach. Sorry, let me look in my notes for a sec. Um. Uh, so yeah so sam is on the beach and then like so the baby crawls off and i think sam follows it but then you can see there's this cross on his stomach like like um yeah it's like an incision yeah 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 and also in the sky you see i guess the same figures as before well maybe 
Yeah, it's true. I don't know. But like, they're more like, um, cause before they were more translucent and now they're like silhouettes type deal. So I guess you can see them more clearly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then like they disappear and the words death stranding appear on screen. Yeah. And then, um, like a blonde woman singing, uh, London bridge is falling down is there and she's wearing like red <clears throat> and she goes into water and then Sam follows her. Yeah. And there's like a bunch of like dead, uh, like whales. sea life. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Like a bunch of dead whales and like, and things are beached. Yeah. Crabs and stuff like that. But there's also like these giant umbilical cords there too, or whatever. Um, so that's pretty spooky. Yeah, lots of things in Death Stranding have umbilical cords that otherwise shouldn't. And it, it becomes mm-hmm. part of the plot around, like, the mid-game. Oh, and another thing you see is that Sam is wearing tags, but I don't think he's wearing them, like, in like in the real world or whatever, you know? Unless it's under his clothes, but I don't think so. I, I don't. So that might be significant. I don't know. Um. Anyway, so then as he's following the lady, he falls into the water, just like you would fall in water when you like kill yourself when you jump off the cliff. Yeah. And like he's in the seam now, but this seam is different from the first seam. It's more like open space. There's like grass, little little rocks and stuff around. Well, the scene that you end up in is based on the place you died. Yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah. 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 Cool. Um, <laughs> oh, and now, like, when you resurrect, instead of a toy, it's a real baby that, like, gives you a thumbs up. Yeah. So that's cool. And then um, you get, like, a vision. And in that vision, it's like, uh, I don't know his name in game, but it's uh, Matt Mickelson. Oh, yeah, you're not supposed to know to the yeah, who he is yet. Okay. Okay. And he says, like, Bibi, can you hear me? It's daddy. And then you're like, that's another mystery. Like, is it this Bibi's, like, father or is it someone who's, like... You know, well, yeah. Saying he they, is, I don't know. they go into a like, bit more about this later on. Okay, yeah. Um. So yeah. So then Sam wakes up, vomits some tar, um, tar eats some water bugs. Yeah. And then uh, he notices that uh, there's a crater. Yeah. And it's like, um, darn. Yep. And then you also see like strands come down from the sky into the crater and you're like oh i guess these are people who died huh so it's just like really depressing you know and then sam says one there was an explosion a bang which gave rise to life as we know it and then came the next explosion an explosion then will be our last so maybe the fourth explosion was an explosion similar to what just happened in front of us but we don't know. It's a mystery. I, I can't wait till we get to the final chapters and characters are just explaining things directly to camera and you're still saying, it's a mystery. 
like this this beats you over the head with what it is about so hard that like I've actually forgotten parts of it because there's just this constant overload of like here's what this means. <laughs> Thank you, Richie. Okay, so then we see Sam and he wakes up in some facility and he's handcuffed to a yep. bed. And we see like a dream catcher around his neck, but no tags. So that's why I think it's weird. Like he has tags in the when he's like on the beach, but like a dream catcher when he's here. I don't know. Um, and then we also see like uh, tears roll down yep. his eyes. So, oh yeah, I forgot if we said it, but basically, it's a chiral allergy. Yeah, tears are also a chiral allergy. So you start thinking like, oh my god, there are monsters in this room, right? Right. It's spoopy, but then it says episode one, Bridget. Yep. And you find out it's not a monster that's like giving Sam an allergy. It's actually like Guillermo del Toro. AKA Dead Man. Yeah. And he talks to us and he lets us know a few things. Um, so Deadman is a doctor. <gasps> oh my god. This is episode one. God, we we just got here. Yeah. Yeah, what's up? Christ. No, okay. <laughs> Why did you scare me, Rich? You know I'm easily startled. <laughs> I thought that was the end of part one, and then you're like, and then it says episode one. <laughs> Well, that was a delayed reaction. <laughs> what the F, Reggie? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, what was I saying? Um, okay, so Deadman is a doctor, and he used to be a coroner, and I guess that's why he's called Deadman? Well, we'll see. They, okay. do, they do tell you explicitly why he's called Deadman later on. Oh, okay. Excellent. Um, so, uh, Deadman explains that Sam is currently at Bridges. And, like, the handcuffs aren't really handcuffs. They're basically, like, a sort of a pip boy, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, like, um, Apple Watch? Fitbit? I don't know. Fitbit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it, like, it, like, tracks stuff, you know? Right? Yep. Yeah, it's like a Fitbit with a 24-hour surveillance, basically. <sighs> okay. Yeah, because I think Deadman does say, like, we'll be watching you, you know? He's a little creepy, I'll be honest. I think he also, I don't know if it's now or later, he's like, oh, you're really interesting. I took some fluid samples. I hope you don't mind. And you're like, uh, I do mind, sir. Deadman also lets us know that Central Knock was obliterated in the annihilation, and then the like he's like game over, man, and then game over appears on the map behind Sam. Yeah, and it's in the same um, the same font that it was in Metal Gear Solid. Oh, that I didn't know. That's cool. Basically, yeah, so, like, we were too close to the city when the explosion happened. Everybody in the city died, and now this is the new like. I guess central location or something. The new Capital base? not, yeah. Okay. Um, and also, like on the table in the room, you see like it's not Legos of like what happened, but like you know, like green soldiers. Yeah, yeah, they're like, like army men. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did you manage to collect any of those when you played? What do you mean? As you go through the game. Um, you know, the, like, private room that Sam rests in. 
Yeah. As you go through it, I don't know what the exact criteria to unlock them are, but he gets more and more of the green models, like, behind his bed and on his table. That's cool. I'm pretty sure Kojima tweeted something like that at some point. I don't know if it was necessarily with, like, the army man. But, like, I'm pretty sure there were, like, two dolls in a truck. Yeah, yeah, anyway. yeah. Okay. Um, but then, okay, something that I kind of rolled my eyes at a little bit. Um, Deadman is explaining something to Sam, and then he's like, oh, what does he do? He tries to shake his hand or something, and he's like, Oh, yeah, I forgot. You have... And then he names the phobia that Sam has. Ethanphosmophobia. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it took away a little bit from the cool thing in the beginning where it's like it's something you could miss and you could be a little confused about Sam's behavior at times. This is the problem I have with the game in general, honestly, with the storytelling. That it will, it will like, deploy something like Sam doesn't like being touched, right? Mm-hmm is fine as this, like, high-concept metaphor for, like, he doesn't like connecting with people. But mm-hmm. then, like, throughout the story, they they then explicitly connect it to certain things. Like, they'll say, it's not just, he can't just be someone who doesn't like being touched, he has to have a specific condition called Ephemphosmophobia, uh, which is a real thing. And I feel like, and it happens later on with some of the files you find that start talking about, like, people's reactions to sex and stuff that instead of just saying like people are living apart now, they go into this whole like attempted sort of pathologizing of it that I think is not great. Okay. Yeah. 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 It was a little like they could have like, could have left it out. Well, if you don't like things being explained, you're going to love the next 38 (laughs) hours. (laughs) Security. <laughs> I think that's why I loved Bloodborne so much because it's like things are there, but like you can miss them if you don't pay attention, or like you have to play multiple times to be like, oh, how did I miss that the first time? Like you know, it was like it was interesting. Well, because that has stuff like German's curious mania, which they mention. They don't tie it down to one specific thing. Mm-hmm, yeah, and if they had have tied it down to one specific thing, it like, would have stopped working. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if, if you're working with metaphors, then, like, the whole point of, like, I'm working with a, you know, a high concept, like, clearly not real SF metaphor for something, is that you're trying to get at it in a way you can't by just describing or naming it. And I feel like it would have been a lot stronger had his ideas about like societal breakdown and lack of connection just been explored via strange hand monsters and people living in fallout shelters, as opposed to actually stopping and saying, it's this, by the way. Okay, thank you, Richie. Um, I think here he also mentions that the bridge baby's defective. Yeah. Specifically, yeah, your your unit is called Bridge Baby Twenty Eight, and there is something about it that is defective. And it's cute because they don't call it Bridge Baby; they call it BB. It's like, oh, it's a BB. No, you have to say it in in Guillermo del Toro's voice. BB. 
thank you. And then uh, Deadman goes on to explain that he's not really here. He's a chiral yeah. gram. Well, I didn't see that coming, honestly. There was it like was a in nice a trailer surprise. that we looked at before the game came out. Oh, I forgot. So it was a nice okay. surprise. But then at this point, I was thinking, um, maybe like, what's her name was also Kylogram? Fragile? Um, yeah. But I, I don't know. Well, they, they do specify later on what the deal with her is. Yeah, because that would kind of explain why, like, she disappears, and also we hit her on a bike, and she doesn't care. Um. Okay. So yeah, and also it's interesting that you know how it's like you hear like about like chiral energy and like chiral stuff and the atmosphere and stay away from it, and here they are like, well, this is a chirogram, and you're like, are you guys like? Using that stuff yeah. in your technology. Yeah. So, I don't know. It feels, like, sketchy, you know? It's like, oh, I don't know. Should you be doing that? From a chiral Does that network. cause trouble? What? The chiral network. The whole game is about a chiral network. Oh, I don't know if I remember that. Or if I'm there yet. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm just saying it's a little sketchy. Like, I don't feel comfortable with this. You know, because then you start thinking, well, like, this, this whole thing that, start? Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is the part that worked for me, though. Yeah. I remember when the trailers were coming out, people were saying, like, oh, my God, it's weird hand monsters and, like, magic rain and everyone's living in shield cities. And what's going on? What could possibly? This doesn't make any sense. Ah, question mark theory real. Um, But, like. Honestly, the way that he basically just said, like, okay, this Death Stranding thing happened, it had these effects, and this is how people, like, dealt with them, is, like, completely consistent throughout. It, like, none of it confused me. But you find out later on that, like, people do other stuff with Timefall and everything, because it's just like, this is a resource that exists now, what can we do with it? I feel like this is sort of what I meant, that, like, he just says, like, he can just throw around, oh, that's that's chiral technology, whatever, and just leave it at that. And you don't need an explanation of exactly how chiral technology works, but then other times he will stop, like, and quite ponderously go into detail about something that we also didn't need to know. <laughs> okay. And, the, yeah, it's very strangely paced. Okay. But for me, what I found sketchy, at least, like, because I'm in the beginning of the game, it's like, is this just, like, something weird happened and this Carl stuff is a side effect of it and you're just using it to your best advantage? Or did you guys start messing with it and then it messed everything up and you're still messing with it, you know? Yeah. I guess it's something we'll find out later, but also a little mystery. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So then... I think Deadman tells us that the president wants to see us. And you should know the president. After all, she raised you. Not yet, no, though. You're you're going too fast. I <laughs> wish this game would go faster. <laughs> like, this part was a little weird. First, he's like, hey, the president wants to see you. Could you, like, bring the president some morphine? Like, they're in the last stages of cancer. And then Sam is like, you guys have morphine over there. What do you really want me to do? And then Deadman's like, you're right. The president just wants to see you. And it's just like, 
what was the point? You could have just asked him to go. Like, like <laughs> this ruse was not very good, Ted. It's sin. He's disconnected. <laughs> Someone's got to be the rope. Okay. Imagine if Kojima found out about rope bridges. <laughs> His mind would just explode. Like, oh my god. Thank you, Rich. Sam agrees to see the president, so he goes like across the street to the other building where the president is, and we get like a little tutorial about stuff. Yeah. And uh, the president is in the isolation ward. Yeah. And when we go there, we meet the real dead man. And that's when he tells us, oh, first, it seemed like at first Sam didn't even know there was a president, so he was very surprised. And then, like, Deadman says, you know, she wants to see you. And then Sam's, like, surprised that it's a woman. And then the third surprise is that Deadman's like, you should remember her. She raised you. And it's like, whoa, what? And so then there's a fourth surprise. When Sam enters what looks like the Oval Office, somebody explicitly says, it's your mother. I feel like it's a lot for Sam. I feel like... well. I watched this back, and it it actually, like, took on a different meaning later on. Well, that's why, like, you don't know it's it's his mother yet, because anybody could have raised you, right? That's why it's like, I feel like it's a lot. Like, there's a president, it's a woman, she raised you, it's your mother. This is what I meant about strange pacing, that they spent a very long time explaining how chiral grams work. And then, by the way, the president's your mother. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Some one line. Yeah, basically. Um, and also, if people know that, like, surely someone else could have mentioned, like, maybe when Fragile was talking about how Sam is a legend, she could have, or perhaps looked at the photo and was like, oh, your mother is the president, or something like that, rather than yeah, unnamed Surgeon A. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also here is, um, it's actually, this is where I think we meet Die Hardman for the first time. He's the one that tells them that the president's And um, can you can you explain, if people are curious, which character Die Hardman is? Um, he's the character with the mask on his face. Uh-huh. Can you, can you describe the mask? I think you'd do a better job, I guess. Die Hardman, that's his name. Yeah. He is a man, and he wears a skull mask that covers some but not all of his face, and in no way alters his voice. So, Oh, it alters No, it doesn't alter his voice. Okay. So, not to spoil anything, but if this were revealed to be some form of disguise, it would be an extremely inept one. <laughs> is it? You'll have to find out yourself during the three-hour ending sequence in which someone who watched the stream was able to go outdoors, do the gardening, come back in, accidentally break their door, go to the shop, get supplies to fix the door, come back, fix the door, watch the stream again, and it was still going. Okay, well, it's interesting that you say that, because in my head, I thought the reason... I thought the reason... Die Hardman was wearing a mask is because, like, he got a lot of time fall on his face and, like, he was, like, hiding it, you know? I thought it was going to be some, like, chiral breathing thing. How so? 
because well, I don't know. At this point, I'm assuming like it's some sort of life support system or something like that. Because it doesn't. Oh, it's clearly yeah. not a disguise. It's like it's like Superman putting glasses on level of disguise. <laughs> I, I can't tell anymore. What's well, you'll have on. to finish the game and find out. I, I will. I will. But I'm just saying. I'm. I would until I heard you. Right now, I was really sure it was because of Timefall. No. Well, no, you can see, because it doesn't cover most of his face. You can see that, like, you can see through it. You can see his eyes and everything, and they're fine. Yeah, yeah, but, like, Timefall fell on specific parts, so yeah. he's hiding those parts, you know? Okay. But thanks for spoiling that, Richie. <laughs> so I, I wonder who it can be. I don't know. I guess I'll find out. Okay. The other thing is, like, in the scene where the the BTs attack the corpse disposal team, mm-hmm. the guy who, like, appeared to summon the BTs had a similar mask, but it was gold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I noticed that, too, but... Mm. Like, I thought about it, but then I thought, no. You know, no. All right. Like, they're not connected. That would be a little too, like, literal, you know? I got news for you. Everything about this game is very, very literal. <laughs> to the point where there is a character who writes their name in the sky and then points out what all the letters mean. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Richie. Um, I feel like, you know what? We should get Kojima on one of our Runes of Bloodborne episodes. Because, like, you know how I make you explain, like, every word? Yep. So I feel like he'd enjoy that. Well, no, he'd probably hire me to write Death Stranding too. <laughs> we, we need you to explain every single one of these words to Norman readers who will then go, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Richie. What's a pronoun? <laughs> Thank you, Richie. A definite article. <laughs> Um, here we also find out that Sam and Ty Hardman know each other from Bridges 1 from 10 years ago. And Die Hardman might be a repatriate. Is that how you say it? Repatriate, yeah. A repatriate? Because he says, look at us, a bunch of deathless freaks meeting like this. Yeah, like, for reference, like, repatriation is if you die in another country. Your corpse is repatriated back to your country, your country that you you belong to. Oh, that's a real word? Yeah, that's why they call it repatriate, because the idea is you die, but then your corpse is reclaimed. But it's literal, and you actually come back to life. Okay, cool. Interesting. Thank you, Rich. I didn't know that. So, I think the president's name is Bridget? Yes. Yeah. No, yeah. no. Her name is Bridget America Strand. <laughs> is that her real name? That's her name. Bridget America Strand. So, America is her middle name? Hang on. I have to... Wait. No, that might just be her daughter's middle name. Hang on. Okay. Let's get the Death Stranding wiki up. <laughs> I think she might just be Bridget Strand. Bridget Strand. Okay. And uh, she's voiced by Lindsay Wagner. She's voiced and performed by Lindsay Wagner. 
Yeah, yeah, and but she looks like older than no, like, no. the real Lindsay Wagner. No, the real is no? the real Lindsay Wagner is seventy. What? No, it's the other way around. That I mean, we'll we'll, talk, we'll just mention Am the woman on the beach, right in Sam's beach visions. No, we're not Am- there yet. I need to. We saw her already. No, 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 no. Li- no okay. We saw her from okay. the back with her face, but also I'm googling right. how old Wagner is. She's seventy. No way. Oh my god! Did you see her? Yeah, she's famous. She's the bionic she woman. Seventy. Holy moly. Probably all those cryptobites. <laughs> wow, that's Jesus. Okay. Well, I mean, IRL. She looks like much better than what we see in game. We've well, in game. She's dying of cancer. Well, I know, but like, I wouldn't have never guessed that she was seventy. Wow, crazy. Okay. Um. Yeah, like, her and Michelle Pfeiffer, too. Michelle Pfeiffer is, like, eternal. I don't know how old she is, but she's just, like, looks amazing. Uh, Sandra Bullock as well. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't talk about Death Stranding again. Or... No, have you, okay. you've seen The Good Place? The girl from The Good Place? She, like, turned 39 this year. I thought she was, like, 20. I haven't seen The Good Place. It's very good. You should watch it. It's really, really good. Oh my god, but it makes you cry sometimes. But it's really good. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Um, what were we saying? We were talking about Bridget. Yeah, okay. So Bridget is voiced and um, acted by Lindsay Wagner. Yep. Who is gorgeous. Yep. And She's basically, yeah, she's like, I guess, on her deathbed, and she's talking to Sam, and she's asking him for help. Um, She's saying that Amelie is trying to rebuild the country. Yep. She's asking Sam to, like, help Amelie. Yep. But we don't know who Amelie is. And then she says that, like, together they can help everyone reconnect and, like, make America whole. Yep. Uh, and, like, if they don't come together again, humanity will not survive. But Sam is like, America's finished. You're the president of jack shit. Which is a pretty harsh thing to say to your mother, who's, like, on her deathbed. It's not nice. And um, so then, like, Bridget, like, sort of grabs him, and then he, like, resists, and then they both end up falling. But that's also, like, a hard scene to watch, because she, like, falls, but she has all these tubes coming out of her, and I think some of them come detached. Yeah. And then she's, like, crawling towards Sam. And But in this, in this like, instance of her crawling, I think she's leaving behind, like, black tar or whatever. Yeah, and it she's looks going into like, necrosis. Yeah, and yeah. it looks kind of like the monsters that you saw earlier, you know, yep. that left the prince or whatever. So it was just like, I thought it was like, it was well done. Like this whole thing, it was very like, you know, uncomfortable, but I think it was meant to be like very uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. What I think would have been cool if Deadman didn't tell you that Sam has a specific phobia and you sort of missed it in the dialogue, you'd be all worded out. Like, why Why is he all, like, worded out by his mother touching him, you know? Yeah. And then, 
once you played it again, you'd be like, oh my God, yeah, it makes sense. He's like, you know, he like doesn't want to be touched. And so he's acting like all weird. So yeah, so in the end, she sort of like, she like anyway crawls toward him. And I think she like kind of hugs him or whatever and like dies. It's very sad. And then like the doctors run in the room and they like try to resuscitate her, but obviously that doesn't work. Before she dies, she actually says like, I love you, Sam, and I'll be waiting for you at the beach. And as she says that, she turns like into her, I guess, young self for a second. Yeah. Yeah. Not literally, but metaphorically or whatever. Oh, yeah. And we finally, which you were mentioning earlier, because Sam drops the photograph again, and you can see that it says, like, be stranded with love. So um, you can probably pretty much assume that the pregnant lady was, like, his spouse or something. Yeah, it's good that, like, they, again, go into all this detail about, like, the technology of this world. But then Sam's dead pregnant wife is just literally, if you look her up in the wiki, she is just called Unnamed Pregnant Woman. <laughs> this is what I mean, that, like, if if it were very, very minimalist and you just had that photograph, it would be one thing. But then, like, we have that photograph. It's very significant, but it's not explained. But then other things are explained in just agonizing levels of detail. Okay. Thank you, Richie. So then what happens is like, again, it's so uncomfortable because dead men and die hard men are talking to Sam and they're like, no one must know the president is dead. Like, this can't get out or we're finished. Also, Sam, you have to go incinerate her body. Like, it's his mom. Like, she just passed away. And like, he's like, you know, he's probably shaken up. And you guys are like, okay, don't tell anyone this happened. Go incinerate her body. You have a contract with us. Go do it right now. It's just like, F you guys. They didn't even, like, leave him time to grieve or anything. So, what did you think? I don't remember any of this. I just, like, okay. yeah, that's happening. <laughs> All right. I mean, it's like... Uh, I mean, it's not very nice, but, like, how? what is the tone of this supposed to be? Like, is it Sam's reunited with his mother who's dying of cancer, but then there's also a man in the room called Die Hard Man wearing a skull mask. And Guillermo del Toro, who's called Dead Man, who shuffles around going, pee pee So this is the thing, like, this, this scene is, like, it's very, like, quick and to the point. Like, here's the information you need to know. But then other scenes drag on for an eternity. And it's like the pacing is just so strange. Okay, thank you, Richie. So, yeah, so Sam has to, like, carry his mom to the incinerator. And this is where we experience more gameplay, because we have to walk there. And, like, she's the package. Which is, like, really depressing. Well, yeah, this is a more, like, effective way of, like, dealing with, like, his mother's death in-game than the cutscene was. I mean, it's, it's, like, again, it's not subtle, but it is, like, it works as this very high concept thing where like he is literally like carrying the weight of his like dead parent and he has to like climb a mountain mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think the gameplay even though you thought 
uh, I wouldn't necessarily enjoy it because it's like complicated and hard. I think like I think it's fine at least so far. Like it's pretty Well, you haven't got to the snow. Oh my god, Richie, I live it. I live the snow every day of my life. So I think I can handle it in a video game. Do you have to carry antimatter bombs on toboggan to work though? Oh my god, do you know how many things I have to carry to work? Have to carry a yeah. tablet. I have to carry like these papers, the clipboard. Like, oh, I didn't tell you. I um, so I already I I fell twice last week. So one time I sort of just slid on some rocks, and then I just kind of fell over. And but it was okay. It ended okay. Like I I fell over gracefully, but luckily I fell on my elbow or something. But I didn't like injure it at all. So that was a lot of luck. Um, um uh, all right. Yeah. Does the fact that you spend much of your everyday life falling over in the snow make you <laughs> does that make Death Stranding feel like you're like I can do this, or does it just make you feel like for fuck's sake I have to deal with enough of this? I don't want to do this again. No, I can do this because I don't actually injure myself in Death Stranding. It's all Sam, you know? I'm fine. And, like, the second time I fell, I got a little scared. It's because there was, like, uh, what do you call it? Like, um, ice rain? What, hail? No, ice rain. Sleet. I don't know. But basically, anyway, there was a very thin layer of ice on the ground. And it was, like, invisible. It's super slippery and you can't see it. So I was exiting my place and I looked at the stairs and I was like, okay, there's no ice here, but I will hang on to the, I will hang on to the rail anyway, just in case. And like, I just literally took a step and then I slid down the stairs, but at least I was kind of like, I don't know, lucky because I kind of fell on my butt and just slid Mm -hmm. down the stairs on my butt and I didn't injure myself, you know? So, hi, Ingrid. Yeah. So, you see, I put myself in danger every day. Yeah. So, it's okay. This is fine. Tried to think. I don't think I had any other injuries this week. Anyway. What were we saying? I knew the next thing would be what we'll be saying. Um, are we at the incinerator? Yeah, this was you. You're on your way to the incinerator and you were talking about, yeah. Okay. Um, is there anything interesting that happens on the way to the incinerator? Um, there's something that happens when we get to the incinerator. I guess like, okay, no, no, no. no. The interesting thing that happens is that you can see leftover ropes on the cliffside. And this is to like get you into the idea that this is an asynchronous online thing where if you use climbing equipment like ropes or ladders, they just stay there and it means other players can find them and use them. The ones you find here are they're preset there. They're not actually online and they're from Igor. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's a ladder, there's a rope. Yeah. And if you look at them, it will say from Igor. Yeah. Yeah. So that's to just cue you in that like, you're going to find stuff from other players lying around that you can, use for traversal. So Sam gets to the incinerator. And basically he like, you know, 
I guess, cremates his mother. Yeah. Yeah, that's also, like, really sad. Because it's like, I don't know, that's hard to watch, you know? When you're like, oh. So cremate his own mother. But then we see, like, chiral matter released into the atmosphere. Yeah. And, like, an upside-down rainbow appear. And then I think... Does someone call him and tell him that like Corellium density is increasing? It's not dead, man. I don't remember. I guess so. Yeah. And then I think Deadman also tells him to get rid of the capsule baby because it's like defective and it can't be repaired, but it can't survive outside the yeah. pod. And uh, but like Sam is hesitant, and in the end, he doesn't do it. And that's when BTs show up. Yep. And then Sam gets an idea. What's that idea? Is it just to to leave? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, but you like <laughs> No, but <laughs> Dude, Rich, you know, he's like I got an idea, and then he, like, plugs the baby in. Yeah, yeah, he uses the baby to power his BT detector so he can sneak past the BTs. Yeah. Now, we dealt with this in very different ways. Okay. okay. So, yeah. this is our first BT encounter in the game. BTs are attracted to movement, and they are attracted to breathing. So, if you try to run through a BT area, they will run to you, they will find you. But if you're, like, say, on the outskirts of a BT area, it might be worth risking it and running because you might be able to get out of their range before they find you. The breath mechanic is you can hold down one of the buttons, Sam will hold his breath. The BTs won't be able to detect you if you've held your breath. But uh, you can only hold your breath for a limited amount of time, obviously. So, the way you're supposed to navigate the BT areas at this point, because we don't have any other way of dealing with them, is that you use the BB scanner thing to pinpoint where they are, and then hold your breath and very, very slowly move past them. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, I managed this okay. <laughs> I, um, I just sort of went around and they didn't find me. You had a somewhat different experience. Yeah, well, I wanted to know what happens if they detect you. Right. And so basically, I think, like, a bunch of them come to, like, pull you, and then a big one shows up. Well, we, we, we need to explain what actually, that's not, like, it's more complicated than that. Because the BT attacks have multiple phases to them. So the first thing that will happen is if a BT detects you, you hear a, a sort of noise, like a sort of... And then the jets of tar start shooting up from the ground and they start moving toward you. So you see this line of tar just shooting up in the ground, making like a, like pointing toward you. Um, It's possible to avoid that. This is why I mean, like maybe sometimes you want to run. So if you can get away from that, fine. If that catches you, the ground around you becomes a huge mass of tar. And these strange, like, half-formed human sort of, like, ghost things start coming out of the tar and grabbing you. Uh So this is, like, phase two. You can still get away from it. 
And I think this is dependent on your difficulty level, how hard this is. But basically, like, it's like climbing any terrain. You just have to, like, manage your stamina and try to get away from them because they're trying to drag you under. So you have to, like, use the controls that let you balance and the controls that let you grip to basically shake the BTs off you as you're getting out of the tar. If you can get out of the tar, fine. They, they can't move from beyond the tar zone. So you just stand there and they'll eventually disappear. If they grab you, it goes into full, like, BT hell mode, where the tar zone expands massively. Um, it starts, it's so large, it actually shows up on the map if you go into the map. So it's like suddenly the size of a city is just tar. The terrain during the tar phase, um, it, like buildings and cars and things will start being regurgitated out of the ground. So the terrain becomes completely unstable. You'll see like rocks, um, bits of concrete, old vehicles, things like that will start bobbing up and down like islands. You can grab onto those to stay stable, but because they're bobbing up and down, eventually they will go under again. You have to find something else to grab onto. While this is happening, a very, very large, like kind of boss entity BT will spawn. And -hmm. depends on where you are in the game at this point, it sort of looks like a dolphin with a squid's head. And that will start chasing you. Yeah. So your goal at this point is to just get the hell away from the squid thing. And you can still survive again by just getting out of the very large tar zone. Mm-hmm. And if the large BT pulls you under, that's what triggers a void out. So basically you have like four stages of a BT attack that you can try to get out of. And if you screw up all four, then it triggers a void out. So I was able to get through it. I think I only triggered like two or three void outs. Um, in the game, because it gives you a fair amount of, like, leeway to get out of them. And also, later on, you will get weapons and um, things like that that let you deal with BTs. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Thank you, Ritty. So you, you got dragged under by the squid. Yes. And it blew up. Yes. Yes. It was cool. Do you, do you have anything else to add? Like, Yeah, there was a crater. Yes. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay. I tried to go inside the crater, but it doesn't let you. That's a shame. Yeah. A little disappointing. Yeah. So you make your way back to Capital Knot. Yeah. And as you walk back, there's, like, some background music that appears again. Um, Which is, again, neat. I, I like it. Oh, yeah, and then when you come back, Deadman informs you that someone who has dooms should not be uh, hooking up to a BB. Yeah. Because their memories and feelings cause feedback, like with a speaker. Yep. And I guess that's why, like, uh, Sam is having, like, memories or visions from BB. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. But then Sam doesn't listen to that, and he plugs... The BB in again, and he gets another vision. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, Matt Mickelson being like, "Don't worry, it'll be okay. I'll always be with you." And it's very like, "Oh, yeah, yeah." And I think he sang a song to BB in that vision. Yeah, as well. yeah. This is what I was saying about your relationship with BB. Where the the nicer you are to BB, 
the better connection you have, the more of those flashbacks you get. That's because cool. it's like your con- your connection increases, so like your memories get shared better, basically. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you, Richie. And this this also ties into the birthday thing, where if you put your birthday in, you can get a, like a birthday flashback, where you get it like given a cake. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um. Anyway, Deadman's like Deadman is like adamant that you have to destroy BB. But then, uh, <laughs> why do you scare me, Richie? <laughs> okay, um, thank you, Richie. <laughs> but Sam is like, no, this BB like saved our life. Yeah. And then Deadman says something, and then Sam is like, oh, go fuck yourself. I'm not your errand boy. And in that moment, I connected with Sam. Because it's like, you know, sometimes people push you around and they'd like ask you to do these things. And like, especially for yeah. Sam, like he yeah. just found out his mother is the president. Then his mother died. Then he had to carry her body to an incinerator. Then he had to incinerate her. And now like dead men want something. It's like, fuck off, bro. Give me a minute. You know? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, good for you. Good for you, Sam, for standing up for yourself. Yeah. So in the end, BB doesn't get incinerated. And I'm glad Sam stood up for it. And I guess Sam is back in his room and he has a dream. And uh, the dream is he's on a beach and he's a kid. And a woman in red comes to him and says, it's almost time to go, Sam. And I'm not sure if he's crying or he's just like his eyes are covered. But anyway, she kneels next to him and we see that it's young Lindsay Wagner. So the woman that kneels down um, next to um, Sam, when he's a child, she says, here, it's a dream catcher. Wear it when you sleep and I'll keep the nightmares away. And I think that's how the chapter ends. And it's like the same dream catcher we see uh, on him like multiple times throughout the chapter. So that's chapter one. Do you want to do the outro? What's the outro? For this. <laughs> Build bridges by hitting the like button. <laughs> Thank you, Richie. Oh, hang on, hang on. I found out um, Sam's um, unidentified pregnant woman's name is Lucy. I guess press F for Lucy in chat. Okay, I just realized she has a really long... Um, Entry in the Death Stranding wiki, but I don't remember like when when any of this is actually in the game. I think it must be like a file that I didn't read. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Okay. Is that it? Can I press stop now? Please.
Spoken, we can't hold this token. 